Hey, we're still doing great things. We still got a lot of good things coming. We got new VIP members. We got that autograph poster by Valtteri and Joe that's going to go out to one of my lovely supporting viewers. And we got Gunther, right? We're going to talk about Gunther in a minute, but let's talk about some soft topics. We did also, we heard about rumored lawsuit over at Williams Racing, which, you know, just kind of brings about a, a gray cloud up on a very good day within the season that Williams is having. Now, I don't know what all the legality situations are with that or if it's even completely true. There is a struggle for that. There is money involved. There are claims of adultery going on in that as well, which is nothing that you want to play with. And yeah, so that team's already going to have a, a blemish going into the rest of the season. Hopefully it doesn't derail them. So with that, let's talk about something a bit more on the top shelf of topics that people are wondering about, the Lewis contract. And although this is a soft topic, I honestly would like to hear what you think about it, okay? These are the two questions. What would you like to see for Lewis in a contract from Mercedes? And what would worry you if you saw it in comparison to his contract, okay? So what would you like to see? What kind of contract would you like to see Mercedes give Lewis, offer to Lewis? Because they're not giving him anything. He's earning everything he's got. What would you? What kind of contract would you like to see Mercedes offer Lewis? And if a contract did come out, what would worry you if you saw it about that contract? Now, I'm going to start off with myself. I'd like to see something five years plus legacy deal type. Five years of straight racing opportunity for Mercedes to finally get a car so he can at least get his eighth world championship. Right now, Lewis is still in very good form as a competitive driver on the grid. He is in subpar machinery. The team has made some strategy mistakes and they haven't handled this, this era of regulations. Well, this does happen in the sport of formula one. It happens in other sports as well, but definitely you can go through the errors of formula one and see where regulations changed and then see how teams struggled and see how teams overcame those challenges. Red Bull just hit the sweet spot. Why Adrian Newell, you know, it's no secret. It's not, it's not, it's not unknown. Okay. So five years, at least for me, and that gives him opportunity to get his eighth. That gives Mercedes an opportunity to finally get a car delivered to these drivers in Lewis Hamilton and Russell. I know a lot of people are not feeling Russell right now. I know it. I know y'all not feeling him. I know it. I understand why. I'm not mad at you because why? Because I, I, I with him too. And just recently, Russell threw some more shade. Well, it's shade, but truth, but still, coming from Russell, there's some undertones to that, right? saying that Lewis Hamilton saved his career because had Lewis left in 2021 after the 2021 season, excuse me, not returned in 2022, people would have pointed a finger at Russell and said, you're the reason why we're losing. And there, that, that could go both ways. So are you trying to say that Lewis, because you suck, they're like, they're not really blaming me. Russell, you got to watch him. I think we've all learned at this point in time, Russell says some very undertone things. Russell is not a guy that many Mercedes fans have trusted. Uno is coming in. I like to see Lewis get the same five-year contract consulting on strengthening his car. Let's go. Uno's going to take his, Uno's going to be the first one to take the F1 minute. Let's go, my brother. Let's get it. Give me a mic check, good sir. One, two. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. I got you. Good at you, bro. I see you. I see you. I see you. 
I see you. <laughs> let's go. Let's go, bro. You got your F1 minute. What would you like to see? What would worry you if you did see it? Well, like you said, we want to see Lewis get that five-year contract, plus also be like consulting, just like what you get with Ham, um, Helmut Marco, but consulting more into strengthening the car, strengthening okay. the power, more conduction into making the team get more stronger and pit, okay. pit stop racing as well, make them do more training in pit stops, right? right? And learn more, more importantly, the strategy of the tires. Okay. Because sometimes, again, when it comes to decision, Lewis is the one that's giving the feedback not them they can come up with a strategy and getting him to win the, the you know like get second get into the podium but lewis is always knowing when to handle the tires because at the moment he's the one that's making this car work okay so when okay. you see the guy put his technology mind into the car feeding the car also homing the car just like i said when he's getting onto the curbs you know exactly that he's taking his time warming up the tires and handling the tires so Bad. during those times you get him absolutely managing like he's actually part of the team but in the same time he's also conducting data so that they can understand more technology of the car rather than okay. giving him you know like when you see Toto kept saying to him Lewis keep driving the car please come on I, right. I know the car is bad but Lewis is saying look we can make it more improvements we can do this because I see some kinks I see some little nicks I see some of this some of that da, 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 da. it's like you're getting a data okay. cheese and someone say to you what flavor do you like on the cheese? <laughs> you, you all right, all right. Hold, hold up, hold up. Udo, don't go hot too yet. Bro. We got a lot of show. Don't go hot too yet. All right, I'm gonna come back to you. I'm gonna come back to you. We, all right, I got you, my brother. Uno, we got. He, he, trust me, he's gonna, he gonna go in. Trust me, we got, we got time. Uno, hold tight, brother. Will is coming in. Lewis contract. Let's go. What's going? up, brother man? What's going on? What's going on, bro? Doing all right. Doing all right. Go ahead. What you got? All right, so for this contract, I'm going to go the opposite way. And I would like to see okay. a one or two year. I mm. think he continues to go with the one or two year. And I'd like to see that because it just opens up more options. I think that there's a lot of things that are probably put into that contract. Um, some people have alluded to that in the Discord and all that. Mary, of course, has alluded to certain things that they put into that contract. So I feel like if they go year to year or every couple of years, they're going to make those modifications, whether it's team ownership, things like that. So he can slowly work his way into becoming that part owner that we all think that you know is going to end up happening. He's already doing team ownership with his own, with uh, Vita Carbon, with right. He already has the Denver Broncos uh, ownership. He has all these different things that are going on. So I think that if right. you continue to go with the one year, the two year, I think he's starting to work certain things into that into that, that maybe we're not privy to, like shares in stock, things like that. So mm. then maybe he starts to take over like uh, Ineos's, um shares or, you know, I think everybody's going to start to maybe give up some of their shares to allow him in. Obviously, it's money, so that's something that's very, very techy. But I think mm. that if he just goes one year, two year, it's, he's going to be there anyway. So I think the right. five year just locks him into something that maybe he doesn't want to do for five years. And we know he does a lot of different things outside of Formula One. So he has a lot of different things going on. So I think one to two year is good. And then he can always change up what he wants to do as the True. years go on. True. Another good thing about the one to two years is kind of similar to why Dax agent was fighting to get the less time four years. We want to be available when the market changes, we want to be available when the nice. when the sponsorship and advertisement dollars come in. We want to be able to come back to the table and readjust this contract according to the right market value. So exactly. very valid point right there. In five years, that's beyond the new regs or beyond the not the new regs, the uh, the engine changes right. and all that. Engine so changes. Tire changes, all that. So I think it really does line up well to just have him do the one or the two year like he's been doing lately.
Okay. Like that, brother. Don't forget, man. Matter of fact, let's go ahead and do it, man. WPPN. Go ahead and wrap it up, man. Oh, let's shoot. get it in. <laughs> oh, you need, I'll come back to you. Nah, nah, we, we can do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's do this. Let's start out with, well, our top story is going to be the silly season predictions. We're going to weigh in on that. But let's start out with a big shout out to our grudge race winner, S450 Rider. We know him as Paul Kozlowski in the YouTube chat. His first grudge race win at Hungary yesterday. Paul Paul put it on pole and quali. Then in the race, he drove it like he stole it and gapped the field by over 10 seconds in the first few laps. Literally drove off into the sunset. For those of you that saw it, it was a sunset at Hungary. That's kind of nice to see that. Safety car comes out late in the race with a couple of laps remaining. But then S450 hit the turbo button on the restart. Pull some guy named Will I Am to just move, get out the way. Drove off into the sunset again to secure the top step on the podium. So congrats to S450 on his first grudge race win. Let's move into, on that. So let's move into our WPPN F1 silly season predictions. These are all from yours truly. Some things we've seen out there as well from other people. First one, we'll start with Kyle Lamy doing a comeback in 2024. That'd be nice. Let's move into the teams. Red Bull, Verstappen stays, Perez is out, Ricardo's in. Beats Verstappen in equal machinery again. Verstappen rage quits Formula One altogether way before his contract expires. Perez comes back to fill the vacated seat. Damn. Ferrari, Santander and Sainz stay. Leclerc and Giovinazzi swap their Formula One and World Endurance Championship spots for a one race and one race only. Leclerc races at the 2024, 20, 24 hours of Le Mans, Viva la France, the whole Monegasque France thing. And Giovinazzi races at Monza 2024. Grazie, grazie. All part of a huge marketing campaign to sell Parasangways, I don't know, 812 Superfast hats or something. I don't know, whatever. For all <laughs> something like that. Aston Martin. Fernando Alonso calls the AMR24 a GP2 car at Silverstone, their home race. Fights Lawrence Stroll in the paddock. <laughs> Loses. Lawrence Stroll is way bigger than Fernando. I think he's like 5'6". That's not going to work. Then he goes to Alpine again because Renault, you know, that whole thing. Lance Stroll stays, of course. And Felipe Drogovic is in. So, Mary, there you go. We got Felipe in, but that's how it happens. I I stand by it. These are all going to happen. So, Alpine. Alcon stays. Gasly back to AlphaTauri because Yuki misses his bestie so much. And then... Dorian Penn, the Parisian pocket rocket, will get the second Alpine seat. Listen, I can dream, right? We're going to get her in Formula 1, so that's how I think she gets into Formula 1. AlphaTauri, we're already saying it's going to be Yuki and uh, Gasly again. So I came up with some terms maybe for the bromance, like they had Carlando and all that kind of stuff. So all maybe right. we can call theirs Pookie, Gaznoda, <laughs> Suli, Star Trek. Nano, Nano, live long, prosper, working Mindy, Spock. I'm working on that one. That that that, that one. I'm just kind of yeah. We'll see how that goes. Right. Salber, Bottas leaves to go make coffee, compete in the Tour de France alongside his girlfriend Tiffany Cromwell. They all uh, they love cycling. Picks up painting, great flora and fauna landscape, showing off his bare derriere. Joe stays, and Teo Porcher, my guy. He's in after winning the 2023 F2 season. I think he's going to win. McLaren. <laughs> Pia stays. <laughs> Lando stays. Zach Brown hands over the reins to Andrea Stella as CEO and team mm. principal. 
so he can go live his lifelong dream to drive Dale Earnhardt's 84 NASCAR on the track at Daytona. Unfortunately, he will drive it onto the track during the 500 week illegally. Volusia County Sheriff's will arrest him immediately, <laughs> and he will return to McLaren as CEO. Oh, <laughs> and Williams, <laughs> Albon stays, Sargent stays as reserve driver, and Jack Aitken comes back to Williams to exact his revenge on George Russell for those GP3 incidents. Mm. They battle all season long in 2024. Mm. And Mercedes, Hamilton stays, Russell stays, but the 2024 season battles with Jack Aitken takes so much out of George Russell that he retires shockingly, like Nico Rosberg. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. he's out. <laughs> so if he's out, then Mick Schumacher steps in his seat to be rear gunner for Hamilton. Oh. Sir Lewis Hamilton captures his eighth. In like Haas, finally, in yeah, yeah. Haas. Let's get into Hulkenberg stays. Magnussen is out. Robert Schwartzman steps in from the Ferrari Academy. Okay. He then makes a fire album under his musical moniker, Schwartzy. He makes music under this name, Schwartzy. He makes music with XDN, XNDA, Lewis's musical moniker, and Charles Leclerc. We're going to call their group hmm. the French Connection. Don't. It's sort of like Crosby, Stills, Nash, but not, but, but kind of that, but, but not. But we'll see. They'll, they'll, make, they'll make a fire album, though. And now I'll wrap it up with paying the bills. And this week's sponsor, we're going to go down to Kailami, since we're, they're going to be back in 2024. Kogi's Kailami Capers, served fresh and pickled with a side of Nova Scotian blocks. Give Kogi's Kailami Capers a chance, just like the FIA better give Kailami GP a chance. Back to you, Jay. So before, before I let you go, did you practice that Kailami? Say it again. Oh, Kogi's Kailami Capers? Yo, did you practice that shit when you came on That's a good one. Oh, yeah, a couple times. Kailami Capers. A couple times. I don't want, I don't want to like just steamroll through it and mess it up, trip and fall <laughs> out the gate or, you know, hit the hit the hurdles as I'm coming down the back Got straight. You. No, 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 no. Got you. Hey, bro, I see you sporting that gold, though. I see you. I see you. Hey, so let me ask you a question. You think a lot. So we got Max Rage out. Rick comes in. You got Alonzo backtracking, Gasly backtracking. But Charles, you really believe he stays? I think he stays. Um, I don't think that in 2024 he would be out just yet. I don't think he would want to be out or anything like that. I don't think there'd be any available seats yeah. as far as where he'd want to go. I think he really would stay with Ferrari. But that whole like swap out thing. I, I mean, he was there at the World Endurance Championship. Maybe he has some dreams of doing that in the future, but I do think that in reality, I think Leclerc would stay uh, with Ferrari. I think that he came up through their academy, had the whole Sauber thing and all that. I think that he just is a lifelong. I think he's gonna okay. he definitely would stay there. Signs is a different story. I don't know yeah. if that would happen there. Um, I really think that they just get the car sorted and it's not so on the edge when you try to push it. Uh, right. Because Claire again is one of those that he's going to push it over the edge, and I think if the car was sorted, he would definitely. We saw it in 2022, you know, before you know it became the silly Ferrari season, that he definitely can right. compete up there. So I think if the car gets sorted, he definitely will be able to compete for race wins in a championship. But okay. I just think he's a lifer. Okay, all right, that's fair. That's fair. Thank you, my brother. I appreciate that much. And Mary Beanie says, I already said Lewis' contract is done multi-year. Yes, 
you have, but we, we, we want to get into the particulars of this contract. Whether people know if Lewis signed this deal, multi-year deal, that's not enough. People are wanting to know what is in detail with this contract. Him staying, what's one plus one? Is he going to do one or two like Will said? Is he going to end up doing five? Is there going to be a legacy attached to that? Is there going to be something built? We want to know particulars, details about this contract so people can understand the future for Lewis in Mercedes. And also, I think a lot of people will. I'm going to say this. I think a lot of people are waiting to see what this contract is going to outline to see what Mercedes' loyalty is and how much they're really behind Lewis Hamilton. Because I think a little bit, I think there's a little rift in the fan base and in, in the spectators as far as if people really feel Mercedes is truly behind Lewis to really get his eighth. I think there's just a slight undertone of, of doubt there. Well, I don't know what you think. What do you think about that? I think there is there is doubt among the fan base. I think that they're not. I think the fan base thinks, and myself included, that maybe they're not doing enough. But I also am trying to give it time because I know that with the cost cap, it's not like the previous seasons where the top teams like Red Bull, Ferrari, and Mercedes would throw four hundred million at a season and just right. you know, figure out the problems that way. It's not the same right. thing. So you, know, you go into these new regs, and if the car really was just that bad, and it just and they weren't listening to them in the beginning, and they should have been, of course. And now they realize that it's now a whole entire chassis change. It's just not something that they can do right now. So I have faith in them. I just think that I can sympathize and empathize with the fan base where they're kind of getting fed up and getting to the point where they're saying, are you really throwing, you know, everything behind him and making sure to get that eighth? Right. I think they feel like it's a lot of just um, a lot of talk. We've seen Toto out there with Stefano and saying that, you know, we need to get him his eighth and smiling about it. And I feel like people just, they just feel like it's all just words at this point and they're not really putting anything into action. But I think that we'll be able to see more of that in the up in the, in the coming season, just because the next, the the other changes they can do, whether it be the rear suspension or the chassis and all that, that they can't do it right now, just because they're constrained by the cost cap. Now, once next year comes around, I think um, then at that point we can see if, you know, if, all of those things will pay off. You know, the winter comes around and they're able to put this uh, W, gosh, I'm like losing track of all the cars, W15 or 15B, whatever they want to call it, um, right. into play. Then I think we'll be able to, you know, get a better judgment on that. But I definitely cool. sympathize with the fan base. They're probably, I can see the frustration. Okay, cool. Thank you, my brother. We're going to get ready to hit this first real block right now. We're talking about Gunther. We're talking about Haas. We're talking about all the shenanigans that lie there at that team, all right? The most un-American American team on the grid. I've said it several times, you know, involved in sanctions and all with Russia and Russian money, Russian drivers, Russian liquor. Gunther got asked to get into a black SUV by Russian people. Good thing Gunther was smart. He did not get in that SUV. Or maybe we'd have a different team principal or Gunther in a different condition in which he is right now. But now uh, rumored, of course, there is some legal battles going on or at least words throwing around the camp that Gunther wants his piece of pie. He wants what's his. And I'm going to say this. At Haas, at some point in time, probably more then than now, were not a – they still aren't. But Gunther did bring a bit of cachet to Haas with his quotes and his characteristics and his, you know, his pizzazz, the words and everything he says. I mean, it's not anything that relates to race pace. It's all stuff that really works for Drive to Survive episodes. 
outside of that, it's, you know, if we get to see him on an interview, it's like, okay, but now Guthrie's saying that he feels that he should be, have a good enough stake in this team to really benefit financially from this team, rumored, of course. If that is the case, some figures thrown out there are $900 million is what he's thinking he should have some slice of. The team has been offered, um, they've been offered, of course, to be acquired, to be bought. And now that maybe they, some people see some value in the team, and I'm not sure if it's the team and the the accomplishments are not even accomplishments, but maybe the performance being a bit better ish than before, or is it really just driven off? Although we got 650,000 so-called calculated American viewers have dropped off of formula one for a very good reason. Tired of seeing they, I told people this a long time ago, although Americans can support crooked politicians and many other things, a very fine, a very broad line is drawn in the sand when it comes to sports. Americans in general do not like cheating, theft, imitating, copying in sports. They don't like it. They frown up on it. And seeing what Formula One did to Lewis, what they allowed to continue to happen, and now what will go down in history is probably one of the biggest scandals in Formula One. It will. It will go down in history and it will be forever talked about. So if you're a Red Bull fan and a Max fan that wants to say people are crying or you want to say it, it, this, you're going to have to hear it forever because that's factually what it was. Viewership has dropped off. Not only that, but it's not. I want to be very clear when I say this. Red Bull and Max Verstappen dominating just only two seasons one last year this season i do not believe is the full reason why you're seeing that viewership drop off it is what it is the why they are dominating they are dominating because they cheated they were allowed to get away with cheating they are benefiting from that cheating and they're dominating because they cheated and since you have cheating a tide to that, people are not feeling it. They're just not feeling it. They, they're like, it's, it's bogus. It's not real. It's, we can't really take you serious. And I believe Max Verstappen knows this. I believe he feels this. I believe he thinks about this. Anytime somebody talks about a 2021 championship, I really believe Max Verstappen knows in his mind, I really didn't get it the right, I really didn't get it the right way. Like, I bet it's not even really good for him to talk about, honestly. Anytime he talks about it, he thinks about that. Then 2022, he could probably think about that a bit better, but still it's like cost cap, damn. And that that's team. Max is not in there in the books working the money out, but he's still the driver. He's still the number one. You got some part in that. You got to know something. You know, it'd be implicated. You got to know something, but still it's tarnished. This season, Although we haven't heard the cost cap results, we haven't heard any developments or any progress on that, he still can breathe a bit better. But it's still like you're only in the dominant car because you all spent over $2 million more than your other fellow competitors that adhered to the cost cap regulations, and you didn't. And then you got a little pat in the palm, and you were allowed to get away with it. So 
Life ain't no say unfortunate for Max, but I don't feel I don't feel sorry for Max because Max has the characteristics that of what we call Red Bull, which is pretty trash when it comes to like your character. His driving ability, hey, he could drive straight up. So Gunther, I think that's all part of it. And now Gunther is wanting his money because he feels like he's part of Haas's development. And it, we're going to see if this actually goes to a lawsuit. Danny B says exactly the cheated twice, 80, 21, and then the cost cap straight garbage. Danny B, what's up? So now we're going to see what happens with Gunther Haas. Haas absolutely have the room for these shenanigans. They just do. Right now, K-Mag is not performing like he did last season. Nico coming in, he's doing a pretty decent job for what they need. They're the white Ferrari on the grid. And nobody really looks to Haas to do anything. When Haas does something, it is overwhelmingly surprising. When K-Mag got pole position, although we knew all the dominoes that had to fall in order for that to happen, it still was a very exciting moment. To, because K-Mag... To see somebody get something, they work hard. It's not that he doesn't work hard for it, but it's, it's that the hard work he puts in is only going to go so far because the team can only go so far because of the development and what they have and how they work and the organization and drivers they have. So when you see a moment like that, truly, I was happy for K-Mag and even Haas. Uh, even Nico this season, happy for that. But Haas doesn't really do anything overwhelmingly great for Formula One. But still... The increase in American viewership and the interest in the GPs. We got Las Vegas. We got Miami. We got Texas. I told you all two seasons ago, don't be surprised when you see a fourth GP in the United States of America. That right there is a cash grab. And Haas, why not? They should be the cheapest team on the grid to buy. They should be. Honestly, cheaper than Williams. They should be. So people are going to offer to try to get their foot in the door. And if they're going to offer, and that's something that's out there, Gunther probably wants his money. So I don't know what you all think about that. I don't know how you feel about it. But we're also going to get into a topic that I definitely want to hear a lot of people chime in. Now, I'm going to tell you this. Remember, F1 Minute's more about you than it is about me. I'm going to talk a little bit. But I got no issues going through these topics, getting off, get me a nice bowl of purple grapes, and just chilling and going over more content than I'm just going to make later this week. <laughs> so I'm not really chilling. But anyway, still, it's more about you. This is the option for you to talk. It's the ability for you to talk. I love to hear you talk. I love to hear your perspectives, your views, all of that good stuff. So let's get into something that's going to get pretty spicy, shall we? Let's go ahead. Let's just go ahead and get into it. Let's just go ahead and make it happen. Let's, let's go ahead and get into it because I know right here, this right here, can probably get spicy. So I want to go ahead and get into the Danica Patrick Speaks bullcrap, all right? Women don't have a competitive edge. Now, I'm paraphrasing. I'm going my way around, but I'm throwing, you know, just words out there how I'm taking it. Women don't have a competitive edge. But let's really look at what Danica said. Let's let's check out what she said. Let's check out some quotes from Danica Patrick, all right? Let's, let's check this out. So Danica says... And at the end of the day, I think that the nature of the sport is masculine. It's aggressive. You have to handle the car, not only just the car, because that's skill. Yeah, Danica, no duh, which females have skill. But the mindset that it takes to be really good is something that's not normal in the feminine mind, in a female mind. 
I was literally blown away when she said this. That last sentence got me like, are you serious? Young Scarlet, you just scarred her. To be really good is something that's not normal in the feminine mind. What the hell are you talking about? What are you talking about? I couldn't believe that she said that. I wonder what Vina, I wonder what Serena thought about that. I wonder what Lisa Leslie thought about that. I thought I wonder what the track star Richardson thinks about that. I wonder what Clarissa Shields thinks about that. What do what do all these women that have accomplished far more than Danica in their rifle sports think about her saying that in it's really not something normal for the female mind to think about being really good. That's crazy. I'm bringing Uno in. Now, everybody, we're going to try to stick to the F1 minute. Get everybody in, okay? So, Uno, hold on, brother. I'm bringing you in. I'm going to get your F1 minute. And if you got to, you could come on back, bro. I got your F1 minute. Let's go. Right. Let's just get into it. I don't know exactly what she was really saying, too, because I, at first when she came on the sports, in Sky Sports, everybody was like, yeah, this girl's good. But then again, her mm -hmm. tactics and her talk was just coming like she has been in formula and indycar race for how many decades well mm. when she was talking back in her time when matt baker was asking about her childhood memories and all her times growing up how hard she worked to get into that um indycar who brought her into indycar who got her into nascar who got her there when she basically should have been proudly saying i as a woman should definitely make other women follow suit because look at naomi look at naomi shifts Naomi Shifts is proud enough to actually get a W Series to follow suit. So imagine those two together and say Naomi heard her say that crap. I reckon she'd give her the dirtiest look that she could ever get from that girl to say, I don't want to talk to you. Because what you just did, you put women under, under your feet, mm. that is, and disgusting. Mm. Yeah, oh no, that's, yeah. That's yeah, that's 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 true, bro. That's true. We're going to get Kenny B and you got to come back because I got a question for you. <laughs> all right. All right. Kenny B says she's right. Oh, my gosh. Kenny B. Kenny B. Can it be? <laughs> What's going on, my brother? All right, Let's go. So you got your info admitting. Are we just not admitting that hormones? Are we just not admitting that hormones play a part in male and female um, personalities? Yeah, our testosterone makes us more aggressive personalities. She's just but hold on, hold on, Kenny B. Hold on, because I'm gonna give you a but listen to what she says. She's she's not listen to what her last statement is. She says it's the mindset that women don't have to really be good is something they don't have. The mindset to really be good. Not not your physical ability, which is then impacted by your testosterone level, but the mindset to really be good is something. You would agree with her that females don't have a mindset to be good or great at something? I think people are missing, and and, and I might be miss, I don't want to misquote her, okay? Boom. But Got what you. I Go hear ahead. this is, and what I've been seeing, especially like with World Cup soccer and other stuff, and you hear, you hear the commentators make small comments, like um, women are not getting uh, their, their, their cleats custom made for them because they've got to make all kinds of changes to their cleats in order to be comfortable out in the field. Stuff like that. And talking about how women are getting more ACL injuries 
than the men are uh, in the same sport over the same time period. And they're talking about physical challenges and stuff like that, or physical differences between the man, male and the female body. The bottom line issue is women are catching up with the fact that we've been competitive for a long time. We're used to it. They're just more competitive. They're still learning how to get used to it. They're behind us in the in the race. That's what she's saying. That's, that's what I think she's saying. I'm sorry. Okay. 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 That's what you think she's saying. Yeah, that's what I think she's saying. Okay, so hold on. Make sure, make sure you come back because I got another one. Come on, make sure you come back. All right, I got, I got it because I got, a, I got a question I want to ask you. We're gonna give a little bit more time, and then we're gonna, we're gonna expand as we move on because this is gonna be a topic. So, okay. Uh, Kenny B is saying that he thinks that women are behind us when it comes to being competitive. So you heard what he said. I might be paraphrasing, but he's saying that they're behind us and they're catching up. That's what he's saying. He also made mention that. Maybe he could and maybe I could take it different. But I do know this. You have to be fully responsible and you have to be ethical when you speak. OK, because I think when Danica was coming up, if somebody told her what she just said, I would love to know how she would have responded to that in her younger self. How would Danica respond to that at 15 years old if somebody came and told her, listen, it's not it's not normal. It's not it's not OK for you as a woman or a female to think you're going to go out here and be competitive in any one of these cars. Yet Danica went on to achieve some things that some that a lot of male drivers haven't even done. She's got a race win. You can name more drivers in Formula One that don't have a race win than do. So what is so different in comparison to her removing the greats? Right. Removing the like Kenny B says, the unicorns and then the rest. What, what is so like when you go down the grid, you have to look how many of those drivers actually have race wins. How many of those drivers have championships? How many of those drivers don't even have podiums? How many of those drivers don't even have fastest laps? How many of those drivers have never set on pole position? Yet Danica Patrick has some of these accolades in the sports that she's competed in far more than even a lot of men have. So my take on it is. When we talk about testosterone levels, we're talking about, yes, does it have an impact on how you mentally can be aggressive? I can tell you this. I've watched kids, females and males together, and I can tell you more times than not, I've seen the females are a bit more aggressive and aware at that age as they come up. True. Testosterone, estrogen, all that stuff comes into play. But you know what I think comes more into play? psychology and mental conditioning that you're a girl, you're a boy, you're supposed to be strong, fight everything. Ah, you're supposed to be, hey, cook, go play with the dolls, tend to the house. I think it's mental conditioning. I would love to see how many of us are going to get in the ring with Clarissa Shields and think you really going to have a shot at that. I'm just saying, I'm not even up for domestic violence because I don't. That's why I'm not even up for men and women in contact sports. It's just something in my childhood I've seen, and I just it just really it really strikes me the wrong way. But I'm just saying, in that sport, I'm just. They, I'm, hey, how many people? How many drivers do you think Jamie Chadwick would be better than right now? I'm 
Just saying. I understand she's competing, right? And, it, and then this is the same. This is the bad thing. Jamie Chadwick might be midfield, and they'll throw her a bunch of damn salt. Well, if she's midfield, there's a bunch of people behind her, and I think she's the only woman on the grid, so those guys behind her got to be men. They're guys. So what's up with that? So she's better than all of them behind her. But, yes, she ain't good enough because she's a woman. Well, they ain't good enough then. I mean, so what do you go? What's the excuse for them? What's the excuse for the ones behind her that she's in front of? If she ain't good enough, then what are they? That's what that's why I think we got to be real careful when we're talking about certain sports. When we're talking about a sport where you're controlling machinery. It's skill. Like Danica said right there. You said it. It's skill. Danica, evidently. You had showed people exhibited these skills. You drove for Haas. You drove for Andretti. You accomplished some things there. Now, maybe, Danica, maybe, you know, now I will say something because it didn't look like Danica took this pretty well. It didn't look like she took this too well. But when this happened, look at her face. Now, look at Danica's face. You see her face right there? He's only making a joke. He only made a joke about her not being used to being up front. Danica basically indicted females, women, that they wouldn't be good enough. So if her face looked like that about a comedian whose job is to be funny, about making a joke about her not being comfortable at the front, what should your face be when people make statements like you make? Can it be? True, but I like I, Kenny B. I, hey, man, I be loving Hey, Kenny B, come on, brother. Let's go. What's Let's going go, on? Kenny B. Look, Marlon Wayne's, Marlon Wayne's put out a post. He put some audio with it. Touched people the wrong way. <laughs> put the post back out again and said, really? Y'all don't get this? Look, everybody's not going to see the same comment the same or take the same comment the same way. All right. Facts. That's the bottom line issue. And I, pers- I, I truly believe that what she's saying is, is women have to work twice as hard to get to the same spot as the men in this sport. That's true. I'll ride with you on that. That's true. You starting, you starting from behind. You don't get the simulator time with the top teams. You don't get the track time with the top teams. Even the men who come from Formula Two who come into Formula One. It's a huge shock to their brain the amount of brake power they have in the turns and the g's that they pull it's a it's a huge timing change for them if the women aren't getting nearly as much time as the men yeah they're starting from further uh, hey be hey i will ride with what you just said because that that is a that is a, a concept that exists even in the corporate world, right? Even in the corporate world. Yeah. Completely, completely accurate. I, I ride with that. Completely accurate. Okay. Definitely my brother. If you, Definitely. If, you, if you put one of these females like Jane Chadwick in RB16, how will she do? It's going to be a huge shock to, from what she's used to. Because she hasn't given me an opportunity. She's had no time to start making adjustments. Her brain might be able to make adjustments faster than other guys in the field, but she doesn't get the chance. So how do you know? She started from behind right there. Good point. 
Very good point. Hey, I'm with you all the way on that one. I'm with you all the way on that one. That's a very that's a that's hey, that's that's an Excalibur point right there, brother. That's an Excalibur point. That's a, hey, so Kenny, Kenny B coming with some fire. Where you where the hell y'all at? That was a good point. And we've talked about that. Now listen, in the Wolves Den, we're gonna have Tanya on tomorrow in the Wolves Den, and we're gonna be talking about this. And all of you Wolves members are gonna be able to ask me and Tanya questions. We're gonna be hot and heavy on this topic as well as some other topics, okay? Will coming in, Danica. Let's go, Will. All right, here we go. I, I knew this one was going to be some shit. <laughs> yeah, I sensed, I sensed it. I was like, oh, this is going to be the one. So everyone, you know, we have the A side, the B side. I'll play the B side on this one, right? So you kind of ran through some of the accolades and everything we know. Best finish, IndyCar 5th, NASCAR 10th. You're beating pretty much a third, maybe like pretty much two-thirds of the field. So goes alluding to what you are saying before that the accolades are there. She's done very well. A lot of these people that were in IndyCar in IndyCar and NASCAR were – steadily there saying I know she was just a, a marketing tool you know just a plant not really doing anything but still a race winner of course uh pole position and all the series she's raced in rookie of the year IndyCar rookie of the year Indy 500 rookie of the year I mean only one of 14 drivers has led a race in NASCAR and IndyCar this stuff goes on and on as far as what she's done but I will um go into that whole thing of um that whole interview and basically when you take one thing out of it uh, versus the whole entire interview, you take it out of context. It will seem like there's a little, there's something a little off there. I'll be the first to say because I am a Danica Patrick fan. I always have been um, a real straight shooter. She's always been like that, from cold ass Wisconsin, <laughs> T Pain, as Denny Hamlin when she went up there and grabbed him by his race suit, as Dan Weldon, R.I.P. Mm. Or Paduno when she was like, "It's not my fault. You're so mm. slow." I mean, there's a lot of things that I mean. She has a lot of fire, and she comes with you know some pretty straight shots, but at the same time. One of the issues with Danica is, and I'll be the first to say it, she is the worst when it comes to just speaking about anything. It never comes out the way that I think she wants it to. And it just, it always comes off, uh, it just comes off in the wrong way. She, in that same interview, she did give some advice as far as uh, how women could get into that position to the um, going through the feeder series to get to Formula One. She gave a little bit of advice. Uh, of course, saying more track time. She was saying that just show what you can do because she can only speak right. to her experiences. And her experience was coming up in the States and going over the UK and then coming back over when uh, Bobby Ray Hall picked her up was just track time. Show what you can do. Now, we know that's hard in the Formula Series through the uh, feeder series up to Formula One to do that. Right. So, again, she spoke a little bit about that, that maybe that has to change. And that's really all that can happen. I think that when she says those things like the comments that you posted up on the screen and also with a comment in the in the sky inter in the sky interview mm -hmm. it just comes off it comes off wrong because she's really just speaking from her experiences and coming up through the same thing she has for years and i think it's just become new to some people because they're not used to seeing what we saw over here in the early 2000s when she was coming up she's always said she doesn't agree with the segregated series she's always stuck to her guns on that and i have to at least respect her for that that she's never faltered on it she really does just think that it should be more integrated and they need more chances they need to give them more more of a shot now you know how I am when it comes to women in racing. I'm always highlighting those things, whether it be the Formula Academy, before it was even on TV, I still would always put those in my segments to say, these are the things that we need to pay attention to because they do need a shot too. And they never get any of the TV time. They don't get any of the uh, sponsorships. She spoke on that too, where she kind of joked about it saying, I didn't get any kind of minority money or anything like that. And I know she was kind of taking a dig at how they're going about it when she said that. But at the end of the day, she still is like stateside like our Michelle Mouton. She's our Layla Lombardi. Mm. She's somebody that really broke down a lot of, not, not, not to say maybe broke down barriers, but yeah. she has, because there have been people before her, but she right. set a lot of records and she came up 
through the ranks to be able to to get to some of those places that we normally wouldn't see somebody somebody like a Danica Patrick to, right. to get into those rooms and and I think I think she also caught a lot of slack during that time because of the whole GoDaddy deal. Let's be honest, yeah. that was where a lot of people kind of like went a different route with it, just because this is like this pretty young racer, that whole thing. Like, but it made her money. She basically created that whole yeah. entire company. Without her, yeah. it would have never succeeded. Right. GoDaddy, so that was one of those on things. Right. So, I mean, it's just everything came together at the right place at the right time for her to succeed. And right. again, like you were saying, um, like Kenny was saying, there's a lot of things that she was able to accomplish during that time. She right. just doesn't know how to profess what she wants to say. It, it just comes off wrong a right. lot of times. This is not the first time. And I just want people True. to look back. She has done this and she's stuck to her guns on this. She thinks that it should be integrated, shouldn't be segregated, and just show what you can do on track. It's a little easier over here. Right. But we know how it is over there in the Formula Series, and she just probably isn't too well educated on that, I guess. All right. Appreciate you, my brother. Appreciate that. So, yeah, 70 Dodge Man drops a Wolfpack membership in there, and Jason Bright picks that up. So, yes, Kenny B, very valid points. Uno, very valid points. Now, I will say this. Jamie Chadwick is 12th in the standings. There are 25 drivers on the grid. 48%. That means there's a lot of guys behind her. She's 12th. The first season, there's a lot of guys behind her. There's 25 guys on the grid. So, I'm just saying. Just think about that. She's two spots out of the top 10. Just saying. Just saying. First season. So, Kenny B make a very valid point, and I agree with it. Access, the ability, which is what F1 Academy is supposed to be bridging. Danica Patrick, if you do mean well, you need to do better at speaking so you can do well. I'm going to say that, okay? If you do mean well, you need to do better at speaking so you can do well because – what you did here was not very good. What you've done before has not been very good. How you present yourself has not been very good. And some of the things you're doing very good, but I'm not criticizing you any more than I would criticize Brundle for his BS when he's on the grid. You know, it's, he does some horrible things. And so we'll see what happens going forward. We'll see how that goes. Oh, no, Danica must have some PR, gave her some line to say what's on paper. <laughs> going to let Uno go in before we go to the next segment. <laughs> All right, Uno, go ahead, brother. <laughs> I have to agree because I, you know how she can come out with come. What even Kenny says, I even said right along with you. Yes, yeah, she worked her ranks. She done so much, but that's where she has to set the bar to herself to the others to follow suit. Because when I heard that um, interview, yeah, I'm surprised. I'm amazed, but at the end of the day. That's not her really coming out with the comments because it felt like she she was coming too much. When the questions was be asked, she was coming too hard. She was going too fast. And she was coming out too egotistic as well. So, mm. yeah, pushing things to say, you get blind. You don't know exactly how to handle cameras. But from her point of view, she has been a camera girl. She started out from back in her days, but it, it takes like baby steps. Now that she's done so much in her time, she's got to go back and to see those times to bring to the others, younger generation, female girls, who wants to say, I want to do like what she done. Jamie Ch Danica, she's done the same thing, but I don't think that was her saying that. Okay. All right. All right. I got you. Okay. So Uno says he don't think it was fully her. Uh, I, Uno's letting her off a little bit easier than I am. I do think it's her. Uh, bit some, and I do think it's some 
other, but he's right about her response reflex time. But I do think Danica, this is her. And I think it's a little bit of gatekeeping as well. Alex is coming in and says, Danica word vomit. <laughs> All right, Alex, let's go ahead and go, bro. You got it. Here we go. What's going on? <laughs> I can't think of a more fitting phrase than stay in your lane. Mm. Uh, mm. You do not need to be an expert on gender or gender theory or what it means to be aggressive as a white woman or what it means to be aggressive as a black woman or what it means to be aggressive as a woman or what it means to be aggressive as a driver. Mm. Just stay in your lane because you're not really giving what needs to be gave and what we're asking for is racing content. I'm not saying shut up and dribble. I'm saying make comments that are going to continue furthering the people uh, you know that you identify with period mm. um i would like to know what a feminine mind or a female mind is what the adverse of which she's speaking about can she give examples of that and what that looks like um it, and there's a trend i think no there is a trend and i think she is possibly word vomiting herself into this trend of picking a side because the American audience is coming in. And if you live in the States, you know what the media is talking about right now, what right. politics are talking about right now. And right. if you can sprinkle in a little bit, a little bit of that, or you'll catch some ears and you'll catch some wallets uh, of the target audience. And who okay. not better of a, a messenger than Danica Patrick? Mm, because that so just cool. don't make no sense. I just hope she's not that stupid. I just, I really liked her too. And I, I you know, sometimes you do, you do, I run my mouth. Everybody run their mouth so, right. just too much sometimes and it happens. But what, girl? <laughs> why would you do like, that? Do why it. would you say that? That's embarrassing. <laughs> Shut up. Right. Appreciate it. Alex, Alex said no. So Alex said, no, don't do that. And it's so, it's so awesome to have you back. <laughs> Alex said, no, don't do that. Danny B coming in. He's saying, whoa, big shout out. Mary Beanie. Danica has verbal diarrhea. She can't help herself. Danny B. What's up, my brother? Let's I'm go. I, I thought I tired, Kenny. This is so hilarious. Kenny. There we go. Let's go. This is so hilarious, man. Okay. Max Verstappen, would we all agree that he's a very overly aggressive driver? Yes. Okay. Do we have a clue where he got it from? Yeah, probably his uh man assault his daddy. Father who was a Formula One driver, right? <laughs> right, right. And, okay. and more than that. Right. Who raced right. at a time where that's what they thought was the difference between these guys and the guys at the top. If you could be overly aggressive as a driver, you needed to be overly aggressive to push it on the track. They, I mean, they felt they needed that edge to live and be able to be competitive. Right. We forget. Be fair. He was aggressive off track too. Okay. Right. Okay. But right. Did we forget that this is where Danica came from? Mm. Around clouds like this. Mm. Okay, she did Formula 3 and Formula 2. Okay, so mm. why are we looking at her through a different lens because she's a woman? No, she ain't a woman. She's a race car driver. They hired her because she's a former race car driver. And if you expect her to have a different mentality than any other male race car driver, you're wrong. Ooh. 
Danny B, that was a hot one. That was a hot one, bro. That was a hot one. You really brought you brought that one around, bro. You brought that around, bro. You kind of damn with it, and then you proved you you made that 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 damn Not turn that. on me. That was nice. Not only that, but controversy always brings ratings, more money. Trust me, Danica is fine. She ain't going nowhere. It's the same kind of stuff that Netflix did. They were telling half truths and half lies. And they 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 attribute all their success to Netflix. I don't. I think they need to attribute some of that to Lewis because he was winning in a spectacular way, doing some spectacular things, and he had competition. Mm, uh, facts. All right, facts. but that's that's another topic. I don't want to get into facts. that. Facts. Kitty B dropping bars and and yeah, hitting to what Alex also said. It, that she Alex brought mention that too, dropping some of those breadcrumbs and those seeds for the American market. Danny B came with a, yo, y'all coming with some hot ones right now. Danny B, Kenny B, Kenny B, my apologies. Kenny B dropped SR-71 type level shit right there. That was a good one, the way he tied that up. True, we have to look at that because a lot of people want to say Max Verstappen aggressive and I always say that aggressive off track. Don't forget about his, you know, his domestic dispute situations, just overly aggressive. Max carried those characteristics, but as far as on track as well, and I ain't gonna lie, I'm I'm I gotta be real with y'all. I got I gotta got tell on myself because if if we ever get on a go kart track together, you'll see that God damn Jay is hella aggressive. I am, but Kenny B, that was a very good point. Y'all coming with some shit, Alex, Kenny, Will, Uno. This is another hot one right here. This is another hot one. Damn. So listen, we're about to get into this next one. I want to know what y'all want. I want to know what you all think. I want to know what y'all think about this. I want to know how you feel about it right now. The next segment we got coming up, all right, is F1 inspired supercars. Which one would you want? All right. Which one you want and why? All right. That's what I want to know. Which one would you want and why? All right. So we're going to go over these F1 inspired cars and talk a little bit about them as well. All right. Now I'm going to tell you right now. Boom. One of my favorites is this one. The 911. GT3 RS, very, very, very well inspired Formula One car here. Uh, if you don't know, the Swan hung wing on the rear DRS activated system by the driver. Also in the front fascia, there are air dams in there that also will actuate with the rear wing for downforce. This car sounds absolutely lovely absolutely lovely comes in at two hundred and fifty thousand dollars clocked at a top speed of roughly around 184 85 miles an hour zero to 60 in three seconds horsepower is 518 all right the next one we have up that you can choose from i want to know which one you would do matter of fact we're going to go ahead and put a poll in the chat while we at it all right i'm about to put a poll in the chat right now before we go to the next ones so i'm gonna go ahead and put the 911 porsche in there then the next one we have, of course, and you, you can't go without this, the Mercedes one, definitely. All right. Adjustable suspension. When you put this thing in race mode, you already see up there on the fenders, the drag reduction system. All right. You, you, you got it. Not the drag reduction system, but the air dam system right there is going to give you more downforce, the downforce system. Yet this car is definitely a piece of art is definitely there. Right now, you got this car. It's about $2.7 million, I believe, is what it's going to cost. I think Valtteri had one delivered, if I'm not mistaken. 218 mile an hour. 
All right, 0 to 60 in 2.9 seconds, just a tenth off of three seconds. All right, front DRS, now uh, front uh, downforce system on it, horsepower 574 horsepower. All right, now this is another one that I do like. All right, the AMG one. The next one we have is a very much made child mixed in with Red Bull and Aston Martin, which I don't know how Aston Martin came together with Red Bull to develop this car, but the Valhalla. Aston Martin, okay, the ticket that you get, the, the Warriors get to cross over into the great land. This car is beautiful as well. Also F1 technology in it, more on the electronic side and the ag accessory side of controlling this car. But this is what you have. And I, I want to know which car would you want? And I want to know why you would want that all right so in the poll we got that up there i want to see some people come on and tell me which one of these cars would you want and why would you want it that's what i want to know i'm going to tell you me right now i'm going with the porsche 911 gt3 rs that thing is absolutely beautiful sounds absolutely awesome drive porsches made to be i I was waiting for Barack. I was fishing and I got one. I knew Baraka would come in on this, bro. Kenny B coming in next. Baraka, what's going on, my brother? <laughs> what's going on? All right, man. So let's hear which one you want and why do you want it, bro? You got your F1 minute. Tell me what's up. So first off, I want to say that you're right. Hey, I can't lie. There's Personally, there's no better German manufacturer than Porsche, in my opinion. I don't know. I think... I saw one as a kid and I was immediately hooked to the point BMW, Mercedes, uh, Audi couldn't turn my head in any other direction. It was always Porsche or nothing else. I wanted something German. It sounds good. It looks good. It drives good. What more can you say? You can't say anything. You can't, I can't say the same for all the other German manufacturers though, because there's always some flaws with their cars, especially Mercedes and BMWs with their maintenance. Oof. Yeah, it's not, it doesn't look good. And then I know the AMG one, even though it has an F1 engine, it took them God knows how long for them to at least make it street legal because they had problems, like major problems. But I also have a, an honorable contender in this. Oh. I'm surprised you never mentioned it. So it's not the new one, but the OG Honda NXX. Of course, I got to, you know, rep the Japanese brands. I see, brand. so I, see I, I got, Even though it is a rep, it's Red Bull. I know that it's many, it's frowned upon here, but... You know, when they, they have to jack, when they have to Honda tribute, I had to copy before they sold out. I feel you. I feel you. But the oh, if people don't understand. Even though I wasn't born, I was I was born in '99. The OG came in around like '94, '95. Pretty much prime Ayrton Senna. Ayrton Senna had a huge play in how Honda developed the Honda NSX, and to this day, it's probably one of the most sought-after JDM cars. It is in the world it is. like i've seen i've seen one in car shows left hand drive to right no right hand drive right hand drive, Hondas. right i kid you not if i had the money the new one here is the new one i don't even consider i don't even call it the nsx yeah it's cool and all that yeah. but the og honda nsx is by far right. right my favorite formula one inspired car and then also okay. the mclaren f1 Okay. The, okay. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Is also... yeah. You're going back a little bit further. Yeah, you're going yeah. back a little bit further. That's <laughs> like, why. That's yeah. why. Yeah. Center seat. Center seat. Center seat. Center seat. But I think 
I, if it wasn't the Porsche, it has to be the OG Honda. That's the car okay. I would get. I'm surprised you never put it in. No, I I'm didn't surprised. put it in because I'm talking about cars within right these, this last right, right yeah. now. Of I course, understand. we got the NSX and the McLaren F1. You can even throw, if you really want to throw some other ones in there that have been some dogs, you talk about S7 Saline. You know what I'm saying? You That thing, right? Come on now, bro. You know what I'm saying? I, I, come on now. Like, hey, yeah. hey, hey. Yeah. I you already you. know. All right. That's yeah. a big fact, bro. All right. All right. We're going we, we to bring you back. We're going to get... Kenny For B sure, up here sure. real quick. All right, Kenny B, you coming in next. And then Ben, we got all oh, Big Hurt coming in. Kenny B coming in. Will coming in. We got Kenny B. Then we're going to have Will come in. Oh, yeah, let's go. Now, again, we're talking about these cars. Which one would you want and why? Go ahead, Kenny B. What you got? What is a dream deferred? <laughs> what is a dream hey, deferred? Nothing that you no got. Question. Okay, well, forget that one. Right. Your question was... What is a F1 drive? Uh, one of the top F1 inspired cars. Are you no, kidding? That's you not the question. Okay, what was the question? The question is, which one would you want and why? Okay, all right, good. Okay, still in the same ballpark. I mean, no car has had more inspiration from F1 than than the AMG Project One. Do you see any of the cars that been mentioned? have an actual f1 engine in them give you that so that's the one yeah. you will want uh, absolutely okay. and i believe the horsepower that you mentioned was just from the ice that didn't include the electrical system because the uh you include the electrical side you're up around over 800 horsepower or whatever i mean remember this is this car does like 215 220. um all of the other things that that they wanted to hold out. And, and I want people to understand something, okay? When you say, I'm, we're gonna make a car and we're gonna sell it for $2.7 million, we're only gonna make 250 of them, and you sell out before you've delivered the first one, that doesn't mean you're having problems with your car. It means you are asking the engineering gods to make something extremely great. You set the bar way the heck up there and everybody believes you're gonna get it. <laughs> so much that they gave you their $2.7 million up front and waited five years to get their car. Who does that? Well, the real problems here were not just the engine. You bring an F1 engine that they have to actually warm up with warm fluids overnight before they start the car the next day. Mm -hmm. They bring up the temperature in order to open up the gaps and the tolerances in the cylinders because they don't want to scratch the walls and lose performance. Mm -hmm. You're heating up the metal before you... So you, you got to take this same engine and make it so you can do this in the real world. That's not something that's easy to engineer. Is it? Mm -hmm. Cool. That's true, bro. That's true. It's just the engine. Look at the other stuff they got going. Come on. Yeah, that's true. Now, so whoever said I could have put you on blast, but when you talk about reliability, Mercedes is known for their reliability. Believe that, especially in their engines. Now I will say this. I saw the I saw the test of the aim, not the test. I saw somebody who had one did a YouTube video. It did fail there at the drive. 
the AMG one did have a failure there at the drive to the point they couldn't finish the video. Now that does speak to this. At that point, you could you have so much F1 spirit in this car to a fault that you're Brother, delivering a car to the public? Yes, you could. Okay, okay. But that's a huge gamble. They they stuck their reputation on this car. True. I mean, remember, Formula One started with millionaires. They didn't give a damn about the spectators. It was about the million. They catered to the millionaires because they wanted their money, right? Right. Facts. Okay. Well, this car does the. This that's Formula One. Got you. Got you. Good point. Good point. And they and those are the ones you really don't. Right, right. Hey, man, I got to let Baraka come back at you. And that kid to be, I got to let him come back. Hold on. Right, Baraka, you got to come back on that, Baraka. Hey, we got the mechanic in there. It says, Merc AMG GOAT 1 wins, hands down, not even a question. Good, crafted the beauty itself. I don't need to say the rest. Merc stay winning. He also says, going with the Porsche. Nah, something ain't right. Big Bro Wolf, uh, new Netflix movie would, would clone Jay. Who clone Jay? Damn. I'll give some flack right there. All right, so listen, we about to bring in Big Hurt real quick. Then we got uh, we got we got plenty of people lining up. Even Baraka, well, we got Wildcat, then we coming down. So hold up. Wildcat, go ahead, bro. You got the mic, man. You got your F1 minute. Let's roll. We got to try to stick to the six second. We got a line building, bro. Go ahead, bro. What you got? Yeah, I got you. Which one? All right. So, honestly, the one I would pick is actually not. I don't know how you didn't include it. You got well, you got to pick one that's on the list. Then you can give me an alternative. All right. So if we go with one on the list, I would personally say the AMG one. Why? Kenny B kind of okay. nailed nailed it all on the head. Honestly, he kind of took he kind of took the fork right out of my mouth. Right, but, Kenny B, he did. So, aside from the AMG one, if I had to honestly choose, and my hands are kind of tied in three different directions, honestly, one, it got revealed, at least to my knowledge, at the Goodwood at Festival of Speed. They did the have McLaren, it there. The McLaren Solus GT, mm. single seat single seat car. But at the same point, this thing runs on not only just ground effect, but also over the top arrow. And it has a closed canopy. So you are you are pretty much locked in this thing. And when you think about it with this whole RB17 project that Red Bull's working on, mm -hmm. McLaren pretty much <clears throat> took the punch on that one. Now, okay. where Red Bull did have on Aston Martin comes up to my other tied for number one, the Aston Martin Valkyrie. Yeah, that the Valkyrie is also out there, right? It is a rocket ship. It looks, okay. it just looks mean, it looks menacing, but it's also it based on current Formula One tech by way of ground effect through the floor, is what sucks it to the track. Watching videos of Nico Hulkenberg piloting this thing yeah. around Silverstone, this car was hooked up to the track. Without them, without him even doing a warm-up lap, getting tires up the temp, the car was just glued. And Red Bull, where they say Red Bull had inspiration in it, is because Adrian Newey actually helped Aston Martin right. with the floor technology behind the Valkyrie, right. which is why the Valkyrie can do what it does. But so I'm, I'm kind of at a three-way tie on okay. the AMG One, the Valkyrie, or the Solus. Oh, All right, that's a bet, bro. Let's see what let's see what some of the other brothers. Let's see what some of the other people in here think. Let's see what some of the other people think. Will you coming up next, bro? Then we got Big Hurt, and then we got Baraka coming back. Go ahead, Will. What you got, man? Which one and why? 
All right, you're on wheelhouse now. We're talking about cars. Let's get it. I think with, you know, he took my car. I was like, ah, oh, I was going to come in with the Valkyrie. And I was like, damn, <laughs> I knew Wildcat was on it. He was on it. That's definitely the one. I mean, that's the one. 6.5 liter Cosworth engine. It's got the Rimac battery in it. It's got I me. Mean, the thing mm. is, they made it They made it the right way. I would love to pick the AMG one out of all of that. But like you alluded to before, when Chris Harris did the tests and all that, they were having a lot of issues with it. Now, I got to give Merck respect for trying to actually take a Formula One engine and put that into a production car. Because they're the only manufacturer that actually tried to do that. That's the big difference between their car and all the other hypercars out there. That car has what is basically a Formula One engine in the car. And that's why it's been so difficult to get that to actually work on a production on a production scale. And we've all heard about the numbers where it's like half a million to service it after like 50,000 miles or whatever. They actually were the ones that tried to do that versus all the other manufacturers. They're just developing engines that aren't Formula One engines. They're, like I said, 6.5 liter V12 in the Valkyrie, uh, things like that. So this is actually something that you could put on the road that's supposed to be like a Formula One car. It sounds like a Formula One car. Um, that's a very, very difficult thing for them to pull off. And so I, I know they're having issues with it. If they didn't have the issues, I'd pick the AMG one, but the Valkyrie's at the top of my list. If I had to okay. pick a car though, that would be my track car and bring it to like NJ Motorsports Park or something. It's gotta be the mm. GTPRS because okay. Porsche actually supports all of the people that they, they're very, very big in supporting the people that right. own those cars. Right. It's like it's like having a Miata in the Miata club or something. Like it Thanks. really is like that. They don't care if you modify the car. They don't care if nope. you do tunes or anything like that. They actually back the owners um, for all the different series and stuff that True. they do. The only reason why I know that is because I'm a big German guy. I've had like four BMWs over the years, and now the now the Volkswagen GTI. You guys have seen me post Greta, you know, in the Discord and all that. So yeah, probably gonna get like a TTRS after this because I really want to get back into like a little like coupe something that I can like turn into like a baby R8. If you know okay. about the TTRS, yeah. it's basically a baby R8, so you don't have to spend you know close to two hundred thousand dollars. You can spend maybe seventy or eighty right. and get something that can still keep up on the track and stuff like that. And also. Did you see the drag race between, I think it was a, uh, gosh, what was it? It was a, the, uh, that RSX and that uh, 918 Spider. I knew, I knew. I didn't even Car guys know. Car yeah. guys know. Yes, I saw it, bro. I was like, oh, no, did Jay see this? Because I was like, did you see him slapping those? Oh, my God. God. Slapping it again. I was like. And he, no. and, he, and he got it. I was like, he I got I, him. I was like, I hey, nobody, Will, Will, see, now we're getting into some real gearhead stuff. Will is talking about, I'm going to let, y'all got to go check it out. Will is talking Car about wow. there's a race right now. Car Wow. There's a race right now that's out, a drag race between a Honda, RSX guy. I think it's the K20 motor in there. Uh, and it's racing a 918 Spider. Go check it out. We're talking about four-cylinder Honda Power. Mary Beanie says, Jay, you forgot about the Subaru Impreza. What a car. It definitely was a car. Definitely not in the league of these cars that we are talking about, but the Subaru Impreza was definitely a car. We bringing Big Hurt in real quick. Big Hurt coming in for his 60. Hey, what's, Man, going, hey, what's on? going on, fam? Long hey. time no see. What's <laughs> happening, bro? What you got? Which one and why? All right. So first I want to say the Solus. I was looking at a video about um, – about an hour ago and the Solus one thing I will say with that car they the one of the guy the, the driver said that they do they do have to um put a line on there and warm up the uh the oil to like 50 uh like 50 degrees before they start the car up for a period of time mm. so I was like what that's crazy um that was what uh Wildcat was talking about right you know but um GT3 RS um I went to the dealership I know you live in Atlanta or down there on Peachtree Thursday last Thursday 
I'm going to buy one. Next next year, I went to go talk to a salesman. Hey, got his, not, got his name right here. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Got his name right here. <laughs> got his name. Hey, got his number. I'm going to get one. I'm specking oh. it right now. Amethyst uh, Metallic. I'm working Bro. for that. I'm working for that. I'm, that's if why you I'm, get that, we got to do a video. Yeah. I've been, I'm on this computer. I'm, I'm trying to build my business up. I'm, I'm going to get that. Grind. Cause I, that, that DRS wing, no Oof. other car has nothing like that, but a nothing hyper car. like that. You know, even in the front dam has got the opening vibes for that whole yeah. system. It works together, yeah. bro. Ain't nothing like yeah. that. People yeah. sleeping on that right now. Yeah. That 911, that thing yeah. nasty, bro. And the, um, uh, the salesman told me 2,500 to put your, um, 2,500 to put, uh, to lock it in. And thirty thousand when it goes in, into production, and then mm. when you get the card, you got to pay the rest or whatnot if you're gonna okay. finance or whatever. But at the end of the day, I'm gonna get one. Um, no, I'm gonna say this real quick. Okay, what you got? For some reason, I don't know. Under I don't understand why, but Sky Sports or um, FIA Formula whoever they believe that we can't see that. Max and Sergio, because I don't have no nut love for either one of them, but Max and right. Sergio at the beginning of the year were pretty much neck and neck. We can see with our own eyes, basically, that like the last race, Sergio, the other, other races, Sergio, his car is a little bit faster than everybody else's, and he keeps like, what was it, a 4.4 second lead? And now all of a sudden, his car gets slower and Max just passes him up. It's like, oh my God, Max, he's a, such a phenomenal <laughs> driver. He's so, so, his car is like a rocket ship. And he's just, oh my God. I'm like, we can see the fix. We can see oh, it. Oh, yeah, this like, is about to get in. <laughs> we can see it. Like, we're not stupid. Like, in America, when people cheat, when the power yeah. structure cheats or anybody cheats, they're really slick with it. It seems right. like in Europe, they're like, you didn't see that. Just like we didn't see what happened in 2000, when, 2021. Oh, you didn't see that. Oh, yeah. You, no, like we're not fixing the results. Like we're not stupid. Right. <laughs> like, right. come on, man. Right. Big facts. Big hurt. Appreciate you, brother. Hey, man, miss you much, man. Keep yeah. grinding, though, bro. I know you're right. working on something. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Kenny B, I know Kenny B, Baraka. Let's go, Baraka Spider. Before you go, Baraka, Spider R35 says, just give me a 911 Turbo S and I'll be good. Says my Audi A7 got DRS. That's what, hey, hey, Baraka, man, what's up, man? Go ahead, man. Listen, what's up? Go. First off, people complain about it only being five, 518 horsepower compared to the Valkyrie and AMG1. But people don't forget, 518 in a small car like the 911 goes fast. The power to weight ratio, I think, is better than the other two. And for mm. Kenny B, I hate to say it, the Project One looks good, sounds good, but it's not practical, in my opinion. It's like out out of the three, it's probably one of the worst cars to own in terms of Oof. practicality. And then you got you know the Valkyrie, you know, Adrian Newey was involved, so you know Aston Martin were on their P's and Q's to make sure that car was going to suck suck to the ground every time it raced. And then with Porsche. Will stole it from me because I was about to say it is like Porsche supports racing. So no matter what Porsche you buy, what Porsche you buy, and you take it to the racetrack, they will find ways to support you. They have Porsche support races here, I think, in IMSA, you know, the mm -hmm. Carrera Cup. I hope they probably do something with the 911 GT uh GT3 RS because I think that would be a beast of a track car that Crazy. will crush the competition it's in. My god, and to the point, it's like, you know what. 
Once I get this degree, once I get this degree done and over with, I need to save up some money, run up to Peachtree. Uh, you already know where. <laughs> you already know right. where. Go. I need to. I need to ask him that uh, that dealer's number because you know, tell him it's like probably not now, but in the coming years, you may have another customer asking for a car such as that. I'm just right. saying. Right. <laughs> I'm just saying. Here we go. We got Kitty B coming back, so you might not be done, bro. Hey, if any of y'all didn't watch it, I got a video about the Porsche GT3 RS. When it came out, I did a video. Like, I was very, very wild about that car. Spider Arthur says my Audi A7 got DRS. Mechanic says my S63 E performance can't be touched. God on track. Damn. Kenny B coming in. Let's go, Kenny B, bro. What you got? I ain't throwing no daggers or nothing like that, man. You know, Barack, I love you, young, young fella. You got good words out there. I just disagree with everyone because they're not taking into account. Okay, Barack just said something practical. True. The P1 is a two-seater side-by-side. Okay? I mean, I don't know what else to say. It's How much more practical can you get? It's got a small boot in the front where you can put custom luggage. How much practical can you get? But my most important question is, the Project One is the one, is the one Formula One inspired car that is a hyper car, but it's a V6. What are the other cars? What size engine is that in the Valkyrie? Oh, the Valkyrie got damn near. I think that's a, I want to say a 10. Yeah. Yeah, okay. A ten in the Valkyrie. Now I don't know about the Solus. What's in that? At least an eight. Let me see what we got. So when you put on top of that, they estimate that they'll before they finish delivering their final cars. Well, the P one twelve in the Valkyrie. Okay. So the Mercedes estimates that before they deliver their, their final cars. They will have changed from the regular rotors that they were using on the front <coughs> to the new flex axle motors, which are three times the size, three times smaller, and have power in them. So, I mean, those are the new rotors coming out for electric cars. Those are the also the rotors that they're going to be putting in their AMG cars. Mm, okay. Okay, so they're taking different technologies and mix them together to make it make that car the most high performing car that you street legal car that you can put on the track. And I think they proved that on the Nuremberg ring. No. <laughs> he gonna put a stamp on that. <laughs> Kenny B coming in here with his sauce. He coming in and small stuff. I'm just, you know, I'm just fighting back. <laughs> he just fighting back. He fighting back good. Kenny B fight. Hey, who else want to get in this? Kitty B said, uh, hey, that is true. Barack said practical. I ain't going to lie. Now, there has to be a point. Now, Spider R35 says GT2 RS is a better track car than the GT3 RS. That car is also, also nice, by the way. Good, good one right there. Mary Beanie says, I want an Audi Q8 e-tron or an Audi R8 V10 Santana, please. That's what I'm talking about. Some cars floating around. Like, practical is one. So, if you have a performance car, and you just want to get up and go drive and have a track day where you can really have a performance influenced and good day. The AMG one is really not that. Now, once you get it going in your own track, probably having a blast if you can continue the track day. And it is that. So when you buy that car, 
first of all, you got to have the type of money like this call. Let's just be real. It's called I don't give a fuck money. And you got it and you take it out. It's, it's really it's really about the wow and the technology to have. I have a real this is as close to Formula One as you can get on the street. But when you start running on track, is it not going to look a certain way if a 911 is running laps? Next thing you know, you overheating. Next thing you know, maybe your system's not working right. You pulling off the track. I ain't going to lie. If we talking about reliability at the track, consistently running, and I just want to go dog something, we talking about the 911 to me. If you want something where you like, hey, I'm I'm gonna pull this thing out. You gonna see this is I got a really a F1 car on the street. Then you talking about the AMG one. That's how I kind of feel about it right now. Kenny B is fighting back. I got to hear what somebody said. Here come Will Track Days. I, I knew this one was coming. Here we go. Let's go. You started to allude to the whole entire track day thing. You know what type of cars you can bring, and if anyone's been to a track day, then you know that these cars are going around for multiple laps spending a lot of time on the track and everybody knows that if you're going there there's certain cars that are just really really good for putting around a track on multiple laps and porsches are pretty much like your toyota camry of don't going for track days they can go and put in tons and tons of laps and it not be any issue with that with that car when you go there and i don't care which one you bring i don't care if you're bringing a boxster a 718 i don't care if you're bringing an old 993 i don't care if you're bringing something that's mm -hmm. or it doesn't matter which one you bring um those kinds of cars are just ones you can put through the paces and not have any issues throughout the whole entire track day so uh, some of these other cars that we're talking about, yes, you definitely need to have, like you said, that few money. You need to just be pretty much come with a crew, come with, you know, there's a whole different world of uh, when you go to certain, when you go to track days to see certain people coming with um, uh, multiple parts and sets of tires and things. You still have to pay a for separate all trailer for all types of, right. <laughs> right. So, I mean, for something that you can just, there was a video of a guy, if, if anyone's seen um, uh, the YouTube channel Petrolicious, there was a guy that had a, um, I want to say it was like, maybe like a, um, like a late 80s or early 90s Porsche. It was a 911, of course. And um, he, it was, his, it, was his, it was his daily, it was his everything. He would be able to go and get groceries in this thing. He would go to the track day in this thing. He would run the canyons out in California in this thing. And it was just, I mean, and it had, it wasn't perfect. I mean, the thing had like scuffs on it. It had like, you know, but, but it was still his everyday car. He could do whatever he wanted in that thing. And I think it still always is the all-purpose car that you can run at the track. You right. can still do, you know, like I said, run and go grab groceries or whatever the case may be in it. Um, you know, rear engine, rear wheel drive, you've got a little bit of space up front. You have, like, there's a lot of things that you can do with a Porsche versus uh, any of these other cars. Of course, those are hyper cars, but uh, right. those do come with a price tag. They come with a whole different experience when you go to the track. Some of these cars, like you go with this, some of these Ferraris, you don't even keep the car. They keep the car. You know, when you look right. at like FSXKs and things like that, they keep the car. So, it, you know, for something that you can actually go get into an allocation, like Big Hurt was saying, he knows if he's going through this process. Now I'm mm -hmm. dipping into my years when I was a young car salesman back when in my early 20s. Get into an allocation and actually, you know, pick something up, whether it be a GT3, a GT3 RS, uh, GT2 RS, any of these types of cars, and then be able to have the full support behind Porsche, uh, of Porsche behind you and go to a track day with nice set of brakes, nice set of tires, because that's all you really need. And make sure you have yeah. whatever it is that they need to, you know, allow you on the track and just run laps. And you're, you're the, the cars that, that I've seen, you see things like 
the car I have right now, a GTI. You'll see a lot of minis out there, a lot of Porsche, oh, yeah, definitely. Yattas. Porsche. You'll see a lot of cars definitely out there that those are your reliable cars that can do lap after lap after lap. Sure, there's a few other cars out there that are, you know, in that supercar, hypercar territory, but there's usually yeah. not that many. You go to those tracks, you don't see that many out there. They're usually going overseas to these like crazy events and things like that where Caffeine they're putting first of the month cars and coffee cars and coffee they pull it out of the garage just to go and show it off and say yeah i have this and then they just pull it right back home so right. it's if i would i would again i put it in the pool as well the porsche is the one yeah yeah that was right now it's leading appreciate you will hey big hurt coming in he said mercedes let's go big hurt what you got bro okay so come and go all right so my thing is this i was thinking about the amg one you get it yeah you say you paid uh, how much was the car to make two million dollars or something like 2. that 2.7 or something like 2.7 million dollars right that compared to the porsche if you go to the track so. yeah if you go to the track with amg one what's going to happen that car you got to have a mercedes pit crew you got to have mechanics you got to have a whole team so you're gonna have to pay all them people's salary and for a whole day and feed them everything it's 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 gonna cost you uppers maybe a hundred grand just to run mm. that car and then say if something breaks like you know and you got to get that car sh um brought there and if you drive like come you're not on driving now. that there yeah you're not driving that there so i think that car it's a great car but it's for those people like i would say lewis valtteri or uh, any or anybody else is a, a collector and they're gonna they have the money to keep that thing up and they're just kind of kind of move hold that car around it. and hold right. on to it you know great car but like the GT3 RS, start it up, crank oh. it up, go to the track day, and you can you can drive it. If something happens to it, and race on the way back home. Yeah, you can go back home. <laughs> right, 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 right. You can drive it there, race it there, drive it back home. Yep. Big fat, hey, bro, when you get yours for real, you get yours for real, hit me up. We'll do a montage video or something like that. Yeah. And also, people got to remember something that Will and I are all talking about, Baraka. Porsche North America is in Georgia, so... Yeah. There's another resource right there, you know what I'm saying, as far as that's concerned. So definitely. And I'm just going to tell y'all right now, uh, Jeezy had a Lamborghini, and I'm telling you he was on the side of the road with that Lambo. So I'm just saying there's a lot of cars out there that look great, that sound great, but they're not cars that you can really enjoy and drive them the way that they said they're supposed to be driven for long periods of time. There. Yeah. It's just not that way. Appreciate you, Big Herb, bro. So, yeah, it's just not that way. But it is, I mean, it is a very, I'm, listen, to me, that car right there, nice. Looks something like a duck. I do like it still. And, of course, the arrow there is basically, it's going to be on a, it's going to be on a line. The, the other car, the AMG one, beautiful, beautiful car, beautifully made car. Some McLaren hits there you know what i'm saying but very beautiful and the tech is crazy the valhalla is still is another nice nice car like i if they ever made a swordfish 2 movie i would expect to see this in there in black in a chrome illusion purple is what i would expect that gt3 911 is a dog that car is a dog all right, I'm telling you, that swung hung wing, the DRS activated system, that car is a, go watch the video that I put together. I'm trying to tell you, the car is a dog. That's my choice. Kenny B is choosing the AMG one. Baraka's rocking the 911. Uh, Big Hurst rocking the 911. Will, I think he's going to go ahead and rock the 911. 
And and Alex, I'm pretty sure she rocked the 9-11. You know what I'm saying? So that's it for the day. Uh, definitely a nice way to close this out. I just wanted to get you all opinions, see what kind of car people we had in there, what you would definitely choose. Been an awesome episode. We're going to be back this weekend on Sunday with another E-Race. We will be in Spa. So come join us for that live E-Racing. If you want to participate, make sure you send me a friend request on EA Sports Platform. I look at those Saturday night before Sunday and accept those requests. And then I look again Sunday morning before we actually go into free practice. Please remember, we have two important things happening as soon as we jump back into a Grand Prix weekend. We have a new VIP member. We also have coming up very soon in the weeks to come is the giveaway for the autograph poster by Valtteri and Joe for the Amelia Ronganga flood victims that this platform, you contributed funds to help those people found a way to give back to you autograph poster from Valtteri and Joe somebody's gonna get that all right so stay tuned for that listen awesome episode I absolutely loved it glad everybody came around glad people that participated awesome chat about Danica so we will see you all soon peace and love Wolfpack out